your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast. This one, of course, brought to you by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Level, we've, uh, I was hoping to get a little more celebratory. I even had the little poppers out uh, ready to go because this, this is episode number 50. But uh, don't get to to celebrate too much as the Red Raiders are off to a one and three start to the season. Not uh, quite the the dream that a lot of people hoped for to start the season off. There's a lot of people that had Texas Tech pro- projected or hopeful to uh, lose three games maybe all season long, and you've lost three in the first four. So uh, pretty rough go round after Texas Tech falls short. In Morgantown, a lot of different things to look at. Injury to Tyler Shock, lots of different things to get into. But uh, let you just kind of react at it first from what you saw in Morgantown. Yeah, pretty much a miserable uh, day in Morgantown for sure um, on all fronts. I mean, the weather sucked. Uh, the you know you you didn't play well at all. Um, and then obviously, yeah, there's some. A devastating injury to, to Tyler Shuck, just for personally, um, and then lots of other uh, injury uh, concerns as well going forward. But you know, I think you you feel semi better about everything if you if you just figure out a way to get a result, and you just it's just not who you are right now. Um, unfortunately, you know you uh, you won four one score games last year, and you've lost three one score games this year. Um, and kind of the difference right now, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, the plays that you were able to make, whether it be an in regulation or an overtime or whatever, uh, last year that you could make to beat teams, you're, you're just, you can't, not able to do it uh, this year for whatever reason. And yeah, the dynamic of your season is changing. Um, I think you're going to have to hurry to get to a bowl game. Uh, I think that you're not a Big 12 title contender uh, or anywhere close to it right now. You'd have to rattle off uh, several, uh, but you have eight games left, and and it just uh, you've got to keep grinding away at it. Uh, But right now, it's just. I mean, yesterday it was the penalties, it was drops, it was missed throws, it was uh, missed block here or there. It's just a little bit of everything, Um, and and I would have told you. Would have felt really good about telling you that if you go up there and you have a plus two in the turnover margin. I would have felt pretty good about your chances. Uh, and that's what you had. And you didn't do anything with it. You just could never get on. on. And, and West Virginia, to their credit, they, they mixed in various pressures. And I thought they did just enough offensively to keep some drives alive. You helped them with that with some penalties. <clears throat> um, and and I thought Marky Old just – he was a lot better with his legs than I would have expected. Uh, I wouldn't, I wasn't expecting him to really hurt you too much, but he had, what did he tally close to 80 yards rushing uh, with yeah. some, some runs. And I thought there was a couple of uh, backbreakers there where he got loose and they did a good job schematically of kind of 
you know, late motions and then opening up things and, and then, you know, kind of opened up the box and he took advantage of it, but geez, man. Yeah. I was not expecting uh, one and three and, and, you know, and, and people have uh, are, are frustrated about some of the hype that you got, you know, and, and pointing fingers at that. There's a lot of people that pointed to you and felt like you had a good uh, chance to be really good this year. Yep. Nationally, locally, regionally, but I didn't envision, you know, like some of the dropped passes. I didn't envision some of the just, you know, you create your own luck, but just some of the bad breaks that you've gotten. And then, you know, uh, no pun intended, it wasn't, but I mean, now, now with Shuck out, I mean, with a, a broken leg, <laughs> ankle, something like that. I mean, that his career comes to an end, at least collegially, um, it, it yep. would appear. And it's just, it just sucks, man, for him personally and, and all that. But no way I feel sorry for you. Uh, that's just the way the sport goes, man. And now it's been since what, 2016 that you've not really had your starter for the bulk of the season. So, uh, that, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. Patrick Mahomes on campus last time. And I thought it was Nick Shimanek. Shimanek, uh, okay. Well, that did it. When it comes to injury, you're correct. <clears throat> Shimanek didn't start the final game against Texas. Remember, McLean Carter started that one, and then Shimanek closed it out. So for one starter to start all 12 games, it was gotcha. Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, for the injury point, yes, you're correct. Anyway, yeah, I mean, all those things level. It's just when you looked at this game on the schedule prior to the season, uh, it looked like, hey, you, you need to go win this one. Um, West Virginia was picked the 14th team in the league. Uh, they have definitely not played like that. So I'm not excusing going and losing to them, but that, that's not going to be the worst team in the league. That being said, the team you play up this next week is going to be one of the bottom three teams or appears to be one of the bottom three teams in the league. So you got to find a way to take care of business at home. We'll get to that, obviously. But, um, the, for better or worse, there were a lot of people, as you well know, wishing for Baron Morton to be your quarterback going into this past week. It is definitely not the way I would guess most Tech fans wanted to get there uh, with a Tyler Shuck busted up ankle. Mm -hmm. um, but they got their wish, and I just I, I think you saw. And I'm not trying to bash on Baron Morton today, but I think you saw why he wasn't your starter in a lot of that. You you saw. A lot of rookie type mistakes. You saw a lot of inaccuracy issues. Um, there were some meshing is issues with receivers and just plain missed throws uh, at times. Um, so it, it was a day where you had your chance for Baron Morton to to go be the savior uh, for the team in Morgantown, and he wasn't able to do it. Not saying he can't do it moving forward, but um, just another one that you just chalk up to as a frustrating Saturday. Um, and unfortunately the road woes are just, just continuing for, for coach McGuire. Um, they have, he has had uh, trouble figuring out that formula uh, away from Jones stadium. Yeah. Now one and six, uh, yeah. I believe. Um, and yeah, in his tenure. Um, and, and the thing with Barron, I think he's now, like, if you look at his season numbers, I think he's completing 42% of his passes. Yep. Um, you know, it was 13 of 37 yesterday. Uh, but, um, 
you know, he, he it's it's kind of his show now, but I, I will tell you that I think he left the game yesterday, uh, you know, injured. Uh, yeah. I don't know how bad that is, but I have some concerns there. I think that um, if you just assume he'll be fine, I think that that's uh, I'd be careful with that assumption. Um, I think uh, Baylor Cup and and um, Mason Tharp also ended uh, the game injured. Uh, mm-hmm. as well um and i don't think they were on on the field in the very last drive uh or maybe part of it they were but i don't know if they finished it like in those last few plays hence the reason that Jaden york was in there and almost caught that uh pass that, that would have tied the game so we'll see kind of where that goes you you, you lost a variety of defensive guys quincy ledette tyler owens uh steve linton uh was hobbling uh throughout the later part of the game so you know that that's one thing and then yeah, with Barron, uh, I think um, I think you, you you see what people like, but you also see like what it, it's you know it's still a very much a work in progress. You know, I mean it's um, with uh, with with things, and you know we'll we'll just kind of see where it goes from here. But I just think the quarterback room just goes from like you feel pretty good about your depth and and who you've got and and all those things to kind of like uh oh yeah. Um, because if Barron is compromised or dinged up, then you have, you know, a true freshman behind him and Jake Strong, and then you have a another, I guess, true freshman yeah. along with him and Will Burns that they don't want to have to put on the field because I think it, from an eligibility scholarship standpoint, he's a he's here wanting to play baseball as well, and I'll have to get into that at some other time if it ever comes into play on how Hopefully that works. It but yeah, <clears throat> but um. Yeah, it just it just kind of just changed. Um, and I, you know, Tyler's going to end up having played 15 games at Oregon and having played 15 games at Texas Tech in three years, which is just crazy. Uh, but uh, and I know people don't care about this, but he was extremely well respected uh, amongst his teammates and coaches because of how much he cared, how much he put into it. Yeah. Uh, the things that he um, the things that he he stood for internally and uh, it mattered to him um but football sucks sometimes from that standpoint the injury stuff man it's just a rough sport and we all love watching it but it's it can be unforgiving and it, it certainly was to, to Tyler Shuck it's just uh seemingly not fair but that's nobody's worried about fairness at this point so you, you're going to have to kind of morph and tweak a little bit of who you are or want to be going forward and um I don't necessarily know what that means. Um, I know a lot of people have a lot of angst about the lack of running game in the first half. And if you Mm -hmm. go look up, I think your average third down, you were two of 18 on third downs and your average, you know, yard to gain was third. And I think 7.9 yards is what, uh, you know, yards needed. And so um, your tight ends are a bit compromised or were, I mean, cause I think Mason Tharp was playing dinged up and limping most of the second half, uh, even when you were running it well. And I think Baylor right. cup got dinged up blocking and, and clearly had done something to his shoulder. So uh, I don't know. I don't know where you really go from here, but you've got eight games to go and uh, you just, you just keep grinding away, man. Um, and I think you, you, you get into, you just have to, you have to have some like, you know, it's just, it's not, I don't know, would, wouldn't be productive to like be still talking big picture goals from our standpoint. I think you just try to start 
get them one at a time and start stringing them together and see if you can accumulate some some traction or some momentum here for yourself because just right now you i feel like you're still in the starting gate you just haven't been able to get (laughs) off uh you know get out of the you know the blocks i guess is what i was uh, trying to say uh i just feel like you're and you're just your own uh it just seems a bit disjointed at times I think that's, yeah, I, I think we, we talked about this, I don't know if it was a week ago or two weeks ago, um, but the, the lack of complimentary football, um, you, you just had that going so well. But you're 4-0 you're in close games last year, you're 0-3 in close games, and talking one-score games this year, as you pointed out, but but that complimentary football seems to be glaring because finally, what are you, you're thirsting for a touchdown on Saturday, and, and you just can't get it. And finally in the fourth quarter, you get that touchdown, uh, to to get to to thirteen to ten, and then immediately the defense that's held up so well for you the whole game, the defense that's done amazing, immediately after Texas Tech gets a touchdown, uh, West Virginia goes and gets a touchdown. Well, yeah, face mask, uh, yeah, and, fifteen and, yeah, yards, a lot um, of you had inflicted wounds too. Yeah. CJ Baskerville just kind of ran over the wideout in the end zone on yeah. an underthrown deep ball, just things right. like on that on a third and long. I mean, yep. Yeah, and so, excuse me. Um, I think, uh, yeah, just things like that. But that, yeah, just kind of comes back to the you know point of you just can't kind of going together. Um, you know, Taj, Taj continues to be the bright spot. But see, here's the here's the thing about Taj. He's not. I, I've 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 banged this drum for a, a while, but it's a game like this. As good as Taj is, and I think he's maybe your best player right now, okay? But he's not gonna, he's not a threat to go anytime he touches it. He's a grinder and he's a good grinder. Um, and and I think you you need somebody that can just just put points on the board and and make something of nothing. And it just doesn't exist right now because even if you feed Taj, I just don't, he's not that's just not his style where he's gonna like make somebody look silly in the open field and he's gone, you know, that's just not his game. Um, So even if you want to lean on him more, it it doesn't necessarily guarantee you points or anything like that, but it it just, and that's what my concern has been Mm -hmm. for your team is just, um, you know, somebody that can do something for you when, when you just need to get over the hump and you're just kind of, cause the game was there repeatedly to be won or gotten into and you just couldn't, you couldn't do something and whether that's somebody on offense or defense and taking in one of those interceptions and scoring with it or a strip sack or I, or, or like I said, uh, one of the wideouts. Cause I mean, Jordan Brown has his guy beat Chuck under throws him. Uh, Jordan Brown has his guy beat. Then Baron Morton kind of throws it slightly out of bounds. Does it give him a chance? Uh, I think Baron under threw, was it Bradley on the when he kind of scrambled and kind of threw back across his body? Tough throw, mind you. Yeah, yeah. Bradley just standing there, wide well behind the defense, just, and yeah, and it just kind of and had time to set his feet and throw too. If he does that, then it's we'll yeah, walk in it's just touchdown. little little things like that, and and mm-hmm. you know just some drops, you know, in these quarterbacks. There were drops, yep. some of these drops, and but that's just kind of unfortunately what you're majoring in right now. It's just all the little things, and they accumulate. And you're not good enough to overcome it right now. You're no, just I, not. And, I think your word disjointed is is perfect for specifically the offense right now. It just it just feels like if, if you get something going in the right direction with one thing, it's 
it's another position group that's letting you down, whether it's offensive line one play or whether it's a receiver dropping it or you finally getting a receiver open and, and Baron or Tyler missing those receivers. It just does have that disjointed feel. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's where most people and, and we've got a lot of questions. We'll get to to plenty of those here in just a moment. But um, I think that's what most people's frustrations where they lies is the offense and uh, how how much Texas Tech is struggling right now to to find any sort of rhythm. So uh, if you're good with it, level, let's go ahead and dive into to a few of these questions from the the audience. Uh, we'll start with with Tate. Uh, he says, and, and and there's a few like this. Preston asks basically the same thing. Why does Kitley refuse to run the ball? Tate says, what is Kitley's refusal to hand off to Taj early in the game? Only three rushes in the first half. In the last series, he chose not to run the ball despite Taj single-handedly moving you down the field. Still had two timeouts. Yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, I, I, I think that, I guess we've done a poor job of like explaining how some of this works or, or, you know, whatever, but, um, I, 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 the numbers I think, game. No, it, it's, it's, I, I think a lot of this is what the QB sees or, or wants to do. There's a lot of freedom given here and maybe, you know, I've been speculated that maybe you take some of that away um, mm -hmm. and say, here's, here's the play we're running, you know, but I just don't think that's what anybody in this system wants to be about is like you, you, you almost are at a disadvantage if you take away some freedom from your quarterback. Now they've got to earn some of that, but this is how Mike ran it uh, with his quarterbacks. This is how cliff has, has always done it. And this is how Zach has learned it. And so, you know, the Bailey Zappies of the world and the Patrick Mahomes is back then. And then the Tyler Shucks and now Baron Morton, they have the freedom to kind of get in and out of things. And if they want to check to run, check to pass, uh, all those things. And so I think that, you know, and they're, and they're trained and taught if, if they, cause I think even Neil Brown said it after, after the fact, we wanted them to run the ball. Um, and so we gave them a light box in the second half. And and you that's when you started to run it, but I think that they had given you some different looks in the first half, and so you're kind of playing the numbers game. Yeah, you're you're. But whether it's play call or freedom of the quarterback to get in and out of things, um, a lot of that is is like an in tandem with what you're trying to do. Uh, I even. I went back to make sure, but like even on those that last series, that last you know four downs when you're at the eleven yard line, I guess it was. Why don't you run it there? And I and I I don't know, but I'd be willing to bet you that the cup and Tharp injuries and them not being right or in the game at the time factors into the, those decisions. But I can't say for certain. Yeah, uh, but I also understand the frustration from people that are saying, hey, "Well, gosh. people are frustrated because you people are frustrated because you lost." Oh, 100 percent. That's be honest. I don't care if you throw it a hundred times. If you would have won, you would have not heard a word about yeah. running the football. Right. You know that's no. what. That's what that's what ultimately people's frustration is. The the hundred percent third and eight on average, you know, you, you're not going to run it on those downs. Maybe you should run it more on first down. Um, and I think you you averaged about four yards a, a play or gain on 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 your first downs yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, but um, and and I get it, Taj got rolling. But I mean, how many times has Taj Brooks carried the ball twenty five plus times in his college career? 
that was the first, wasn't it? So I, I, I just I, I I get the frustration, but I mean, and maybe we see him averaging thirty plus carries a game going forward. That that would be you might after injury and where you're at right now with the team yeah, as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So you may just be um, lean on Taj and see what happens. Right, right. So um, I don't know. It's just it's just funny because uh, I, I just think it it's just kind of this is this moving target on, but it all comes down yeah. to just not getting a result. Um, and you lost. Um, period. So um. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't have uh I can't tell you how many plays we're checked in and out of. I don't you right. know, and it's probably our fault for not explaining some of that, you know, as we've gone along, but that's the way it's set up and that's the way they want it. And I think that's why it's the way Cliff did it, the way Zach does it, the way Mike did it. Uh I don't know. I think Neil at some level uh did that. Um, you know, I don't I don't remember like Cumby. Uh I don't remember how he kind of ran his the system on on QB freedom as far as getting in and out of stuff or whatever. But you know, so uh with with that, I mean it, and collectively though, the offense, and so that starts with obviously, you know, Coach McGuire gets heat, Zach Kitley gets heat, players get heat, uh, everybody gets frustrated with people like us. Uh yep. it, it, you know, it, it, on and on it goes. <laughs> When you when you don't win, you know, and why why did why didn't we win? Yeah. So, all right, um, couple more questions. Let's go to the next topic, I guess, with the questions. Uh, someone asked two separate questions: one from YouTube, one from uh, Twitter on the offensive line. Don, the trader on YouTube, says, "Level, how do you think the offensive line is progressing?" Uh, JC on Twitter says, "How is the health of the offensive line?" So, two two different. I think they're just okay right now. I think at times they they have have been okay uh, and, and and fairly good, uh, but it's not been consistent like you'd want it. Um, I think you're still taking too many sacks, whether that's on the QB or receivers not getting separation and not having any an outlet to throw it to. Uh, I think the health. I think they're fine. I don't think there's any. Thankfully, knock on wood, there's not any issues right there with your starters. Uh, it's not, you know, and I think, you know, Jacoby Jackson's and the Ty Buchanan's are kind of the waiting in the wings types of guys. I don't know if any of those guys are are necessarily good enough to supplant anybody that's uh, playing right now yeah, or starting right now. So I don't know if that's really a, a, a thing or not, uh, but I, I, I was hopeful that they would have been a bit better. But it's just, um, they're, like I said, they're just, they've just been okay. You know, uh, and, and you hope that they'll they'll progress and and all these things. Um, and at times they they again it's been pretty good, but then at other times it's just uh, it's just not been. So doesn't it seem like and and you can disagree with this freely if you want, but doesn't it seem like the the offensive line has been a plus when it comes to run blocking, but a negative on the pass blocking? Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't it feels either. like they're much heavier or much better when when the run blocking has come this year, which is kind of odd because two of those Western Kentucky guys were typically much more pass blocking guys, um, just by nature of what they put out at, with Zappy and and that offense with Kitley over there. But it, it just seems like the run blocking has been much more efficient this year, and and that it didn't matter which quarterback he, um, on Saturday. They seem like they're running for their lives quite a bit, and we've seen that a lot this season so far. And I thought, you know, West Virginia did a good job of sending different yeah. pressures and kind of confusing uh, you or, or just kind of, yeah, playing some games with you. I thought, uh, 
people don't want to give the opponent credit sometimes, but I thought that they did really kind of kept you on your heels and they, they pressured you more than I was expecting. And that was kind mm-hmm. of their game plan. Uh, I think a bit, and they sent blitzes from different places and you just weren't able to take advantage, unfortunately. Yeah. I saw corner blitzes, uh, multiple times, safety blitz. Yeah. There were some exotic blitzes in there that, uh, definitely threw you off. And one of those shot got his arm hit. I think another one, Morton got his arm hit. I mean, it, it definitely affected, uh, the play uh this one another offensive question this one from leah she asks a lot of questions thanks for this one uh says how many how much autonomy does kitley have on the offensive game plan preparation at what point does slash should that be questioned by the other coaches i don't know how the coaching dynamic works but it seems like the offensive consistency is consistently a problem i'm confused well, you, you know, I mean, it, it's 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 a group effort for sure. I mean, Zach uh, definitely puts the game plan together, but Joey and 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 all of the offensive staff and Kenny Perry and on and on it goes, who's the associate head coach, they're all aware part of it and, and part of the discussions. Um, and I think Kitley basically, like Mike used to say, and I think Cliff, I don't know if he phrased it this way, but it's like you know, the, from a play calling standpoint, you you send a suggestion. You know, it's like you. You here, here's what I see, but again, you 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 are you're out there. You know differently, and then obviously when you they start moving and and things around and all that, you have the ability to kind of alter that, which happened quite a bit with Baron in there. I know he kind of, you know, anytime you start seeing the when you start talking to, you know, your receivers and there's all these hand signals by your waist and all these different things. I mean, these are these are checks whether you're getting into a different play or out of one play and into another, but whatever, however you want to phrase it. I mean, there's a lot of like chess game playing at the line of scrimmage. And uh, so, uh, but I I think as far as the game plan, yeah, I mean, it's all, it's a group effort, but I mean, Zach's the one that kind of, that's his job. But I think, yeah, Joey is absolutely involved as is Kenny Perry, the associate head coach. And then obviously with, with coach Hamby and, and coach Jones, uh, excuse me, coach Johnson, sorry. Um, you know, as far as the, the receivers coach goes. So, so um, <laughs> it's not like we, the stories we heard from the Tuberville days, right. Where Tuberville would pop in Neil Brown's ear and say, Hey, run the ball right here. Run the, you were, we're running the ball. Well, it, people it used to get like, mad at, yeah, people used to get mad at, at Neil all the time. Like there's a draw play on third, third and 20 and things like <laughs> yeah, that. And I was, exactly. I was down, I was down there and yeah, there was a lot of those things where, yeah, Neil took a lot of grief from people and he wasn't right. It wasn't his... necessarily call all the shots, but um, but it doesn't seem like that same dynamic with coach McGuire of, you know, I don't believe so. No, micromanaging now, to Joey, Joe, it's Joey's call on, on go for it. Don't go for it. Th- those kinds of things, you know, kick the field goal, punt it, you know, J- Joey's the ultimate decision maker there, right. I think on some of those kinds of things. But as far as like, what do you run on first and 10? I mean, that's Zach sending in a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one from Andrew. How old will Chris Lovell call the call the touchdown play more often? I think is what I hear people <laughs> saying. Right. I think that's a great one. You need <clears throat> when you when you have coach on for the uh, the Thursday coaches show from Rudy's. I think uh, you need to to give him that one. Call the touchdown play more often. That's what we need to give him yeah. that advice and see see if he handles it well. So uh, Andrew asked this one, how old will Chris Level be when we finally compete for a championship or at minimum be relevant in November? Yeah, you know, it, it's 
And, and I'll tell you, this is the way it, it goes uh, sometimes. Like I'll, I'll use a baseball analogy here with the, the the professional team that I root for. And it was kind of synonymous with the tech basketball in 2019. Uh-huh. I think that the, the, <clears throat> excuse me, goodness. I'm battling some congestion here. No, um, <clears throat> sorry. Hear me. I feel you. The, um, like when the Rangers did this in 2010 and they went to the World Series, it was largely unexpected and a bit of a shock. And it yep. made it kind of fun. You, you're this team that just got good. You you acquired some pieces and you you were relevant and you just kind of got on a roll. And it's like, holy cow, they, they may they may do this. They may win the whole thing. And then in 2011, it's largely the same team, and they had a lot of expectations, and it was a bit of more of a bumpy ride. You still got to the to the final uh, to the World Series, but it, it was more there was more expectations. So it was there was more expectations with it, right? And I think it, it's not near as fun for like the fan. Um, and I think that the 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 basketball scenario in 2019 was largely I mean, nobody thought you were going to play for the national championship when that year started. I mean, yeah. you're, you, you know, you're, you're in mid January ish and you're kind of, you know, grinding away at it and you kind of win one, lose one, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, you, you, yeah. you don't lose, you don't lose again. <clears throat> and I think people like just kind of confidence built and you started really enjoying it. The tricky thing about this year for tech fans is that there were some expectations with it and you had a lot back and we felt like you know i think we were you know we we are guilty of saying we thought they'd be relevant uh well into november i'm i'm guilty as charged there and i still am i'm shocked that you're one in three uh right now uh like most and um but there were expectations it's the it's the years where you don't really see it coming that because again prime example west virginia i don't know what they're going to go on to do from here i don't think they're great but they're they're clearly playing hard and better than what they thought but this is probably a bit fun for their fans because nobody expected this. <clears throat> yeah. So having said all that, it could be next year. It could be five years from now. It could be never. You just don't really know. Um, yeah. But you keep recruiting like crazy. You keep staying with stability. Um, and, and and you just keep trying to put yourself in the best possible case uh, or, or situation to, to succeed by updating your facilities and all these things. And at some point you need a little luck, like your starting quarterback, not getting dinged up one time. Yeah. yeah. So I can't answer that. Um, I do like the way that Joey's building this thing. Mm -hmm. I wonder, um, I, because I think they're recruiting well, now we'll see how they develop them as, as it goes along here. Uh, Cause they're really young uh, in a lot of areas. I think next year's team will be pretty young, but that doesn't mean it won't be successful or won't be a lot of fun. Sure. <clears throat> so uh, here, this is kind of funny. You mentioned the Rangers because we did have one non-football question <clears throat> says uh, this one's from Mark says level. How excited should I be in uh, a potential Rangers playoff run? Well, it, it's funny because, you know, I don't think anybody expected this out of the Rangers this year, like the success. Yeah, that they it's kind had. of similar to that 2010 year. Yeah, they they, they did uh, a lot of big ticket items in the offseason. And then they get at the trade deadline and push their chips in the middle of the table. I, I, I think you, you, I would be excited, but also with my, my expectations, and I'm a Ranger fan, uh, have been since I was a little kid, 
are, are very much tempered just because even if you get to the playoffs, I just think if you don't have Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, that's a tough nut to crack. I think you're you're trying to go at this thing with one hand tied behind your back, and then the bullpen has just been a it's been a disaster uh, at times. And I just don't know if you realistically can yeah. can play quality baseball. <clears throat> you like you know through the through the postseason and get to where you want to go without enough in the pen or enough in the starting rotation. Uh, but maybe they'll surprise me, and you just out, can yeah. outscore people for a while. It's nice as a Rangers fan to actually you know be able to care about baseball <laughs> this late in the year and they're and on paper they're set up to be very relevant again yeah. next year so we'll yeah. see so uh, going into the day that we're recording this they have a game and a half lead but big big series coming up throughout the uh the rest of this week for any chance all right uh finishing off with football here level as uh we wrap up today you got houston this week um I mean, it's the obvious statement of the year. You got to go win this game. Um, it's on your home field. This is against one of the lesser teams on paper in the league. Um, but you're also facing former quarterback in, in Donovan Smith. So is there any extra elevated? Uh, well, he'll be you know, he'll be motivated. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. motivation. But well, I mean, do you expect any elevated play from him just because of the extra motivation? Or well, I mean, that, that can predict? work. That can work both ways. Yeah, I think Donovan has looked good at times. I think he's very average at times. I think, uh, but yeah, the, the the he'll be motivated. And I think it's the irony is is that he comes in the first week after you kind of have some quarterback issues. Yeah, um, I just it's like that's not lost on me at all. And obviously, you know, Dana will will be very motivated after how they lost the game here last year thanks mm-hmm. to donovan smith ironically yep. enough a lot of irony here <laughs> there is a lot, a lot of irony, irony going going back and forth um and, yeah and and i i i i get the the need to win it and must win and all these things but man at some point you just have to like get to playing good clean football and just try to get some momentum built for yourself yep. um and yeah it, it, you need a result but it's just like you'd, you'd like to see you, you get something going because honestly, if you beat Houston, you're kind of talking about how they're not very good, but it, it would easily be the best team that you will have, have beaten if you can knock them off. And mm-hmm. it's just, and and I, I just don't think you are good enough. And I think everybody's quality enough in this league to where none of them are giving man. I mean, none I of them are. And, you know, Houston could roll up here and, and spank you. If you're not careful, everybody in this league is good enough uh, to do this to the other, to the opposition. So um, I think, you know, and I, I don't know what we'll hear this week as far as availability on some of your guys. And I think that's going to be kind of close uh, needs to be uh, closely monitored uh, just because that could alter how you play this game, who plays in this game, all those kinds of things. And that goes for both sides of the ball and at the quarterback position. All right, Level. Last question for the Ask Level podcast comes from me and... Is it from you or your brother? No, this one's from me. Actually. Oh, okay. He All didn't. Right. He didn't give me one. I think he was still stewing a little bit over the loss. So, uh, I, I understand. understand. Yeah. So, the my question is, if uh, it's one of those hypotheticals that you love so much, if you were handed on a platter six and six right now, you taking it? Get to a bowl game. Um, I mean, without knowing the the status of uh, of you know, barren and, and what the outlook there is. I mean, I, I might consider it. Yeah. Which is shocking that I would say right. that because I think I was, 
I was turning down seven and fives and eight and fours before the season started for the right. hope of of something more. But yeah, at this point, you'd have to win out to to win nine, um, yep. which would be highly unlikely. Uh, but I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I wish I knew a little bit more about my current situation. Uh, but I just, I don't know. Um, I guess I'm answering the question without answering it by saying, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, the fact we, that I'm We might ask it, it to you next week after yeah, we know. The fact that I'm considering it kind of tells you kind of what, what you need to know. Because, yeah, you're going to have to hurry to get to a bowl game. I mean, yeah. you know, and that's the – there's just not a lot of margin for error uh, <clears throat> on the way out. And I just think the dynamics here have changed uh, dramatically. So, it yeah. sucks. <clears throat> it does suck. Hopefully, we get to talk a win. Been a lot of wins after home games under Joe McGuire, <laughs> so hopefully that that trend does continue. We'll we'll see. Level happy fiftieth episode, not not as fun, but uh, hopefully we get to have a little more fun next week. Looking forward to it. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, we'll see where this goes from here, but uh, we will uh, we will continue to be here throughout. So anyway, keep hope alive. Have a good week, everybody. That's Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast, brought to you by Double T ninety seven three. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.